With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. For better or for worse, a lot of people in this quarantine situation are not working, and that's going to be a serious issue in the economy, but it's it's just reality right now, and it's really, I do stress to anybody listening, it's really important right now to not be focused on which direction the panic is blowing. You always want to be the hero of your story. And if you improve your skills, if you improve your outlook on life, if you invest in yourself and your health, that's how you you prepare yourself to be the hero of this particular story. Then again, people shouldn't feel bad about trying to enjoy themselves, uh, you know, and, and that's fine. I mean, it can definitely, for some people, become a lot to spend 24 hours a day with your family members for however many weeks or months on end. But at the end of the day, it's like a really cool opportunity for you to spend time with people that you love and respect. You know, that's such a good point. And if you're trying to figure out how to better yourself, people are always asking me right now, and I'm sure they're asking you, what should I invest in? Should I start putting money in the market? And I tell people, invest in yourself right now. This is how you're going to get wealthy, is if you use time like this to invest in becoming a better person, again, becoming the hero of your story versus the, the victim. Lieberman with me from Morning Brew, which is, by the way, Alex, I just want to tell you, first off, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I, I want to tell you, this is the only financial newsletter I read every single morning, Morning Brew. I get like, let's say 10 of them. I don't even know why I get so many. And all of, the, all of them instantly, as soon as I wake up, go immediately into the trash. I open this one, read it from beginning to end. You have a unique voice. You always focus on the news that's actually important, not all the BS news that everyone else is sharing. And I really respect what you guys are doing. So so just for people listening, Morning Brew, where do they get your newsletter? Morningbrew.com. Yeah, just www.morningbrew.com. And it's totally free. I'm not getting paid to say this. I actually called you. This is the first time we're talking. I actually called you because uh, you wrote this great guide to living your best quarantined life. And I thought this was so good uh, that it's not even good for just living a quarantined life, although it's great for that. But it's just you have so many good resources in here that I just wanted to kind of talk about it and and give this as suggestions for people listening while we go through this crisis of, of quarantining and and get your views on, on what you were considering and why these things. So um, uh, first off, you say stay informed. And uh, let's let's talk about that one. What were, what were your thoughts there? Obviously, stay informed about coronavirus, but what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, so 
First of all, thanks for uh, the kind words about the brew. And just to give you a sense of kind of how all this came about, what we started realizing in the last week or two um, as just news and um, new rules around COVID-19 were coming about is that Morning Brew, just as we've always had a hand in this, but especially now, we, we have a hand in and have an obligation to informing people in a way that they trust. But specifically, we believe that one of the purposes we serve is just cutting through all the noise. And we know that there is always noise, but especially in a time like this, more content is being cranked out than ever before. Um, and we're just seeing the proliferation of content on social platforms. So for us, our, our view is how can we keep our reader informed with the most timely news and events in their life? Um, how can we do it with our own color and commentary, but also how can we be a great curator, um, kind of being a partner to our readers and finding the information that they actually would give a shit about and bringing it to the fore for them? Yeah, and I, and I, I think you bring up an interesting point, which is that with so much content out there, and obviously whenever you have large amounts of content, there's some there's some ratio of signal to noise where the signal is very small and the noise is very high. And if you become a trusted brand, which Morning Brew has become, then uh, I think curation is a great business model and is going to be even more so in the months and years to come as isolate, maybe a little bit more isolation than usual becomes a part of our lives now that we've gotten a taste of it. Uh, so I think this is useful. So, so you, so by the way, and, and in this list of, uh, ideal things for, for a quarantine, you go over everything from, you know, uh, uh, books, uh, articles, uh, even cooking, uh, uh, and so many other things. We're going to go over all of them, but just on the stand form, you're, you're talking mostly about coronavirus. You recommend the CDC site, the WHO site, the, the JHU site, uh, which events, are canceled here. You have that yep. dashboard that tracks the outbreak. I wonder if that's, is that the one um, that was created by that 16 year old kid? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a 16 year old kid, but I know it's through um, a center at Johns Hopkins. Oh, this is a great site too. I've been, I've been to this one and it's, it really does tell you minute by minute, like how cases are developing and, and so on. Um, you know, the CDC, the who, and the, and the, and I don't always, I do trust their data, but I feel like they're also, and, and this is the hard part, whereas how do you find the right immunologists or economists or whatever who are tracking different angles on this with, with their perspective? I think that's kind of a, a second level to this. And I'm wondering if you considered any of that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So for us, like this was the baseline for just understanding that life right now, there's a new normal. And how do we give someone a tool in their toolkit to live a new normal? And so to the first part you're talking about around staying informed to us, like obviously work is important and understanding how to navigate work is really important. And then the second part of the article is, okay, when you're not working, what's the other stuff you can do so you don't go stir crazy? But the first thing we had was just understanding what is happening with the outbreak and how can you be a smart person and citizen and do the right thing by your family and society um, in navigating COVID. My, un, my thought is that we're going to continue to create content that cuts through the noise and, like you said, uh, brings to the fore trusted voices that all hit on different angles um, of the virus and of the environment. And the cool thing is, 
We have the ability to do that through multiple assets and mediums. Obviously, this was a piece of content that was originally published in our newsletter, and then the fuller article was published online. But another lever that we can pull is our podcast. We have a weekly podcast called Business Casual, where we interview um, thought leaders around different topics in business. That can be a complement to this article to really uh, dive deep into the nitty gritty around the implications on certain industries, the implications on life, on mental wellness uh, that potentially we couldn't get into the nuances of in this article. Well, and also here's what I really appreciate about this list. And again, there's there's a lot of stuff here yep. on, on other aspects of life, but you you skip traditional news media, which thank God you did that because that's just a pile of junk and there's... I cannot believe the misinformation I read almost every day, but people swear to like gospel. So at least here you're focusing on places that have facts or as close as possible to what we believe to be facts. And, and I appreciate that, you know, again, maybe a second level is here are the expert Twitter accounts yep. we think you should follow, but that also requires an expert to help you curate that. So, so to that point, yeah, that's exact something exactly we were talking about is this is a great starter kit. To your point, there there are some journalists that are doing incredible work covering this, but then there's a lot of noise and misinformation as well. And to the first point you made, this is why curation uh, with the the right voice that is relatable is so important now, but just is generally becoming so important as the cost of creating content is zero. Thus, we have so much content and more content than ever before. But I think there are different ways that we can double click into curating for people. One of those being just simply telling people, if you're going to be consuming your content in a platform, at least how can you be smart in curating your platform, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, so that you're getting not just the right information, but getting information from different people that hits on different angles of the current environment. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you had top 10 TikTok accounts to follow about coronavirus? It's like all these teenage kids that know they're kind of immune and they're just still doing like their little shitty dances. Uh, and we're immune, we're immune. And it's like, uh, anyway, that was just a rant, but, uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly go through the next couple of categories yep. setting. You have a great guide. You have the Mayo clinic guide for setting up uh, an ergonomic workstation home. You have uh, many ideas for that video calls, how not to look like an idiot. You talk about uh, links about um, having the best appearance uh, pro tip. Uh, you have etiquette backgrounds uh, scheduling. You mentioned Calendly and Todoist um, phone call for you, but you're not going to pick it up nope. for your girlfriend. <laughs> Well, who do you think it is? So, is it her mom? My guess is it is absolutely a spammer. What one hundred percent a spammer? Because 90... everyone knows everyone knows your home, so all the spammers are calling. Oh, uh, I was going to say right now is literally prime time for any uh, spammers or uh, fishers or telemarketers because they know exactly where to get you. By the way, why does she have a landline? Is your is your is your girlfriend eighty years old? <laughs> it's my girlfriend's parents and. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't give too much shit because my family has a landline also still. That's funny. Um, okay. So this is a really uh, critical one. So you have a whole category, things to do when you're not working. And obviously, for better or for worse, a lot of people in this quarantine situation are not working. And that's going to be a serious issue in the economy, but it's it's just reality right now. And it's really, I do stress to anybody listening, it's really important right now to not be focused on 
which direction the panic is blowing and and really do things to you always want to be the hero of your story and if you improve your skills if you improve your outlook on life if you invest in yourself and your health that's how you you prepare yourself to be the hero of this particular story so your first category here is learn new skills uh do you want to talk about how you pick so you have some great uh links here i love these links. yes so it's uh, it's interesting. This is something obviously we're talking a little bit about before uh, we started the uh, episode. But basically, our view is that in general, um, our audience, which is the motivated, intellectually curious, aspirational professional who's in their mid twenties to mid thirties, they have a fear of plateauing. They have a fear of not bettering themselves constantly. So. To us, this is kind of like table stakes of life for who our reader is, is when you have free time, do things with that time, do things to better yourself as a person, as a family member, as a professional working from home and self quarantining yourself only, uh, I would say potentially creates more of an incentive or a fire under people's asses because there are only so many things you can do now as choice becomes more limited. Uh, it provides focus to the you know, the five to 10 things you can do where normally you have 40 to 50 things to do. And so basically what we wanted to do is just give a well-rounded uh, selection of things that if you want to better yourself, you can do from educational courses to learning data science um, to playing chess to, you know, learning how to play piano, which candidly I'm trying to do right now and uh, not making a whole lot of progress. We just wanted to provide basically enough diversity of things uh, so that if you want to pick up a new skill, you can find in one place all the ways to do that. So so, so I want to go through some of these. Like you have this one link. Um, uh, it's, the title is, uh, want to learn a new skill faster? Take short breaks early and often. And I love this article. It's about Thomas Opang. And he, he basically says, uh, you know, first off, he says the benefits of learning new things uh, that research has found dopamine is closely linked to the learning process. And then he goes into the science of, uh, of skill mastery. And I love this. My next book actually is on this topic. And I really like that we're no longer focusing on the so-called 10,000 hour rule where it takes 10,000 hours to learn something. In fact, there are a lot of techniques and a lot of research that shows ways to be the best at a new passion very quickly. It doesn't matter how old you are. And, you know, he, in this particular article, he talks about uh, uh, taking breaks early and often is critical. Uh, take breaks on purpose, learn in, in, in short bursts. I think that's a really valuable article to read. I'll, I'll let people read it. And then you have, um, you know, just given this new environment, people are going to need to learn new skills. And there's more and more technology, of course, entering society. You have this link on linking to all these courses on data science. There's also a link on how you can write programs without knowing how to code, which is really valuable. I didn't even know that site existed. You have a link to 450 free Ivy League online courses. And this just underlines again, like why are we paying 70000 a year to go to college when there are not only these courses that are just online for free, there's places at online online schools but you have courses ranging from computer science to art and design to humanities to uh, uh health and medicine just such a great list of courses i'm going to see what what course i'm just scrolling down i'm going to see what course i'm going to take um uh let's see we've got some fun ones 
the ethics of eating is that's really an online free course. I love that. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, uh, yeah. And, and you know, like I, I think to that point, it's just, we, the, I think the thought process is, is that you're never going to regret taking one of these courses. Even if you find taking one of these courses that you only learned one thing and it was a lot of time, you're way less likely to regret that than maybe like sinking into your couch and watching Survivor. Admittedly, I watch Survivor also, but I think it just comes down to balance. And when you're spending 24 hours a day in a confined location, um, having a diversity of experiences within that defined location, I think becomes increasingly important. And so I'm not telling you to take all 450 free Ivy League online classes, but maybe you do that, you do one of those instead of uh, binge watching 10 TV shows over the next three weeks. Yeah, and, and look, also, and so one of your next links, you, you link to some long form articles that are interesting. I love these because these are the sorts of articles where if you just read the article, you feel like your IQ has gone up. So this first one, which is by Tim Urban, he's a great writer. He's got a great blog called Wait But Why. This first one's called The Fermi Paradox. And it, 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 it's just this really beautiful way. It's a long form article. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's almost like a, a mini book, but not that long. Yep. But uh, he, he asked he, he asked the question and then he answers it in a very uh, intelligent and easy to read way. If, if there's all these hundreds of billions of planets, and if we think that there's life elsewhere, well, where are they? And the whole article is this brilliant way of answering that question. And along the way, you kind of learn in one article the entire field of astronomy. So it's great. Yeah, T Tim uh, is pretty amazing. Like you said, it literally is like mini books in all of his articles. You feel like you take a real-life applicable college course with every single thing by him that you read. You know, a little bit further down is his four-part series on Elon Musk, Tesla, Tesla, and SpaceX. If you want to better understand Elon, his psyche, his approach to life, and then how it takes form with his companies, uh, that that is the best effectively like mini book that I've read on it. And uh, yeah, I think Tim just does an incredible way of taking really complex uh lofty topics and distilling them in a way that if you're willing to put the time in, uh, you're going to learn a ton from. Right. And you have another article by him, which I think is really important. Like I find a lot of people are staying home and they're almost feeling anxious that they're not getting enough done because we still have that adrenaline of work, um, uh, in us, but he has got this great article. Why procrastinators procrastinate. You also link to this. And I think that's a very useful article to read as people are sitting around trying to decide what to do next. It's okay a little bit to not do anything like we're, we, we need to kind of almost, uh, rejuvenate ourselves after all this stress, but that's a good one. And then, um, you know, I'll just, I'll skip around. I love this article. You mentioned the four part series on Elon Musk, very valuable. I love this one, uh, about a thousand true fans, question mark, try 100. So that refers to the, there's this great, one of the best essays on marketing ever. And this was written, I don't know, like 10 years ago, Kevin Kelly, the former editor of Wired, uh, wrote an essay called 1000 true fans that if you want to make a living and you have something you truly believe in and love, you need, a th and you have a unique voice in, you need a thousand true fans and you'll make a living. And this article coming by, by Legion coming out of Andreessen Horowitz, the VC firm says, oh, maybe you only need a hundred true fans. And they refer to this as the passion economy. And that's incredibly valuable too. Like these are, these are game changing articles. And if people have the time to read it, which they do right now, these will change your life potentially. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I think potentially what this hits on is just the idea that 
as technology has enabled basically, uh, in the words of Ben Thompson, everyone to be a printing press or have a printing press where uh, the marginal cost of creating anything, being a creator is zero, whereas it used to be way more than zero. It gives people the ability to get very specific in the content they're creating. Thus, if they find the hundred people that are diehard fans about that very specific niche of content they're creating or educating on, they potentially can charge a lot of money that is more than enough to sustain a livelihood. And I think you're even starting to see some of this within Substack, where people are creating paid newsletters that are very expensive, and they don't need a whole lot of people for to basically pay for life for themselves um, and turn kind of content creators into like content creator entrepreneurs, which I think is a new concept that has just recently come about with some of these tools. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend just moved to Nice, uh, where he, he publishes a very good newsletter about persuasion and it's very valuable and he has a very unique experience, but there's no reason to live, for instance, in a metropolitan area, expensive area like New York city. If you're creating online content that's valuable and you're selling and he's, uh, uh, and so on. And I think, I don't know, thinking in these ways, is 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 transforming for this next generation. Uh, and I'm skipping around a little, but I love, love, love this article you linked to. I hadn't seen it before. I some of these other articles I had seen before, but this one, Peter Thiel's religion, was so great. Now, I've done a podcast with Peter Thiel. I've uh, I've been to his birthday party. I've I know a lot of people who who work with him and around him. And read his book, of course. But this article, he 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 thinks in such a unique and not quite on purpose contrarian, but he thinks in such a unique way to see kind of the genesis of his philosophy and his way of looking at the world, which is what this article does, Peter Thiel's religion that you link to. I think it's just, thank you for linking to that. I didn't, yeah. I had never read that before. A hundred percent. And I think there's like a nice linkage between what we were just talking about in this. So the author of that is David Perel. Uh, David is one of like, I would say the smartest, most prolific, like young bloggers, um, on the internet that I've seen, like, I'm pretty sure he's only 24 or 25. And he just does these incredible think pieces around everything from, uh, you know, content to commerce, which he did with my co-founder Austin, which was basically the idea of content creators become effectively marketing channels. Like if Morning Brew is not just a media company, we are a marketing channel with 2 million people. And so it explored the idea of if media companies start to create and sell things, whether it's t-shirts, shoes, games, uh, this idea of going from a content business to a commerce business as a way of diversifying revenue is a very real strategy that companies are taking on. But he created uh, that article about uh, Peter Thiel. And to the point of what you were saying before around like creating content from different parts of the world, he actually like he has this online course called Rite of Passage. And the whole thing is about how to write online um, in a way that attracts an audience and ultimately in a way that you can monetize. And I think a lot of it uh, ultimately ends up focusing on uh, focusing on something very specific that you'll have 100 passionate people versus, you know, 10,000 so-so people in terms of kind of like your content, but don't feel the urge to come back every single day. Right. And look, I think that's what distinguishes uh, morning bro versus like the average, just like, here's a summary of the stock markets yesterday. Like, I think you guys have a unique voice and a unique perspective. And again, um, P I remember I saw Peter Thiel interviewed in the New York times and he just with about, it's about three years ago. 
Uh, I forgot who interviewed him, but every answer he had just blew me away how how smart it was and how just unique, it, how uniquely he looked at things. And so this Peter Thiel's religion article, great article. Uh, I, every article here is great. So I'll just skip around. You, you have three big things, the most important forces shaping the world. Uh, you have a, an article about uh, lessons from Uber. Uh, but then now you have 50 best nonfiction books of the last 25 years. And you know, it's funny because I do think people have started to read less because there's so much attention for our time, you know, so much demand for our attention that we're an intention glutted economy. So I have a choice to watch 50 YouTube videos or I can read a book, but you have like some really, uh, you know, great books on this, on this list. A lot of these books I had never heard of, and I'm a pretty avid reader. So, so, but, but I just want to mention you have, you have great books, well-written books, the, the books I have read, I, I, I think of all of them as, as really well-written and, and books that I admire in terms of their writing style and, and the information. So I don't, I, I'm curious how you pick this one. Cause a lot of people are putting out their, their favorite list books. Yeah. So this was a book that, uh, or this was, um, a list that our editorial team found that, you know, between our, let's call it eight writers on the editorial staff. Uh, they're, they're a very well-read bunch and and they had a, just a really good eye for books that they knew that were in this list. But again, to your point, books that they didn't know, but given the credibility that they knew the books they had read had, they trusted that these other books um, potentially were just as valuable as the others. And again, the thought here is we're not telling people to go read uh, all 50 books over the next three weeks or three months, but it's more of one, having a diversity of content experiences. So reading book content, reading website content, listening to podcasts, all of it kind of paints a different picture. And uh, and I would say it just provides a more well-rounded experience to you as a thinker. And especially for people who write, reading a book versus reading you know, online articles versus listening to pods all provide a different skill set or way of thinking about the world to write. Um, but candidly, like this is something that I even deal with myself is the idea that I enjoy reading. I always question the value of reading books versus the value of reading other things. I believe it is a really valuable exercise. Um, but I, I think uh, a really interesting conversation I've had with people is just when when is it appropriate to read books versus uh, consume content in other forms? But I think this is a really good list uh, for people to get started and just pick one book from here. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Yeah, and and I think to your point, it's almost always better to read a book than to read a newspaper because newspaper content, a it's not well written. It was just briefly written, you know, the night before or whatever. It's probably not even up to date by the time you've read it, and it's going to disappear in a day. Whereas like this book list has. It's a get a, a really well written book. Not only do you get pleasure from the style of the writing, but it's 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 like you're absorbing the past year or two of someone's life that they poured into researching this quality book, and now you have that same information without having to do all the work. So it's it's a really uh, uh, I I think it, when you can find a good book, and again, they're just as rare as you know, good is rare in every industry, but when you can find a good book, it's, it's so much worth reading rather than reading other content. And then the next site you recommend, you recommend the website five books, which interviews writers about their five favorite books across every category, rating from economics to history to I'm looking at their site right now. Um, Ken Liu, who's one of my best science, my, one of my favorite science fiction writers, he wrote his list of five speculative fiction books that he recommends. And it's just, it's good to even have these sites to refer to. 
So yeah, I think to that point, like people in general are (laughs) aspirational and look towards role models for recommendations. Again, it comes down to being a trusted source. And so if you have authors, um, or people that you trust their recommendations, or you just wonder, like, how do they think about the world? How do they form their worldview? Uh, people are always going to be attracted to recommendations that people, uh, that role models uh, can give if it means for the person who's looking for the next recommendation, if it can make them a little bit more intelligent or a little bit closer to closing the gap between them and their role model. Yeah, and then and then um, you have recommendations from the brew crew, I guess people on your team yep. and uh, you have a bunch of books here. One of the books, uh, it's one of my favorite books of all time, station 11, which is kind of this fictional post pandemic story by Emily St. John Mandel. I actually had this opportunity to produce the TV show with a friend of mine and I turned it down, but it is being now officially produced by, by Paramount TV. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a great book. It's a great book. Then you have a section on exercise. This is so critical because like, in my building, for instance, there's a gym, but all public gyms now are closed down in New York City. So the gym's closed. So this is really critical that you could learn how to, and this is going to be a foundational thing too. Guess what? You can work out without a gym now. And so you have a link to a a, a workout database that, that, and you mentioned this should have everything you need, but you have a, a guide to at-home workouts. You have YouTube channels for yoga, fitness, Pilates. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really important I- stuff. I also think this just hits on like a broader theme, which is in times where more constraints are put around things, it forces people to be creative um, and just use ingenuity to find solutions. And what I mean by that is like, there are obviously limitations on how one can have physical wellness now, right? Like you can't necessarily be outside for extended period of time, especially if you're in like major metros. Um, If you have, if you live in an apartment building or a complex um, gyms, your gym that you normally could go to is off limits. And so it's a question of like, you only have so many options now, but it's been really interesting to see different ways that people are finding creative solutions to still work out. For example, like my girlfriend and her mom, they they do, uh, they're uh, bar junkies. They love doing bar. Obviously they couldn't go to their bar studio. So now that bar studio is live streaming to people through Zoom, which by the way, Zoom the the amount of awareness for Zoom over the last two weeks, the growth in that awareness, I think is incredible. I think um, that's the one stock that has gone up through all of this. Let me see. Like today. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe Blue Apron also. I mean, Zoom today was like 20% down, but let me just see over the past six months. Oh yeah, Zoom is 20% down from an all-time high today. <laughs> so yeah. it's so funny. This stock is just like gone through the roof. It was at... Uh, just a few months ago, it was at um, like a dollar, right? And now it's at nine fifty-five. It's insane. Yeah, what I, I, I mean, people just didn't know about it, and now as it becomes the only option to keep human connection, um, it is becoming like a vital tool to have these creative solutions that I'm talking about. So, from the bar instructor teaching the bar class through Zoom, with the, all the attendees being able to turn their video camera on, so it feels collaborative, to literally like kids group chatting like with a a lot of people which is where zoom really thrives is when you don't have just five people but you have 25 people and the connection stays strong uh you have kids using zoom for the first time where they never knew what it was three weeks ago yeah and um you know i've actually never used zoom so i'm gonna give it a try but i I do think this is like just like how we're doing 
this podcast via Skype, but you know, every quality is so much better than it was even a few years ago when I decided to go from Skype podcast to only in-person podcast. Now I'm doing some Skype podcasts because of the circumstances, yep. but this is great. It's like, we're in the same room. It's high, totally high quality by the 100%. way. So, so then you have some great links about dealing with anxiety. I've also been um, putting up my own articles and links about anxiety and I'm about to do a podcast on this as well, but I never heard of this site, sevencups.com that you link to. Yeah. So I had never heard about it also, but I think again, in, in concept, it makes a ton of sense at the end of the day. Like I think in a situation that forces self-quarantine to some people like loneliness is it's, it's quite obvious that that is going to be a thing, but to actually have a tool to try to still have human, human connection when you are in some form of self-quarantine is an indispensable tool. And I think just in general, like the way that society has moved in there being um, less, it being less taboo to just talk about things, talk about anxiety, talk about mental wellness, where kind of like there's been this renaissance of mindfulness, meditation, and mental health and wellness. Uh, I think this is a period of time right now that will benefit from kind of that renaissance in the sense that having an openness to talk about these things is never more important than when people quite literally have to be isolated for their own health. Um, and so seven cups is just like one of so many tools that I think are able to survive and thrive now that human beings are live in a context where they feel open to consume or pay for these types of services. Let's stop to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? 
answer to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. And you know, I never, um, I never believed the whole business model of online therapy, but now I actually do because A, Again, because of circumstances, I'm seeing my own therapist yep. via Skype. But I notice on this site, there's three things. There's basically a bunch of self-help guides and blah, blah, blah. Then there's chat rooms where people can talk to each other about their anxieties, like you just mentioned. And yep. then there's affordable online therapy with licensed therapists. And they mention here, and this is kind of quote-unquote social proof, as Robert Cialdini would say, but they've had over 40,168,000 conversations on this site. And so... I think I never even heard of this, but it's like certainly a good business model. And and you have other, uh, you have plenty of other links here that all seem, you know, seven ways to volunteer remotely. And I've been encouraging people, I'm going to check this out because I've been encouraging people figure out ways to help each other because that's w- certainly a great way to reduce anxiety, reduce this constant obsession with how this crisis is affecting yourself. Uh, so I, I think, you know, in the article you linked to is c- the coronavirus and the rise of the virtual uh, volunteer. This is so incredibly valuable. I really encourage people to to check it out. Uh, and you'll be able to find, of course, all these links on the morning brew guide, which we'll, we'll link to at the end, or we'll tell you where to find it at the end. But if you go just, just in the middle, if you go to morningbrew.com, you'll be able to, to find this. Then you have a bunch of um, cooking related sites and people are so worried about food and lack of food. This is really great, like easy to cook meals, recipes, you have a, a a list of drink recipes, making your own coffee can save time and money. You have all these great links. Uh, and I didn't know this. You have a link to Uber Eats. They waived all the delivery fees for yeah. independent restaurants. Boom. This is great. Parenting. 
this is a very critical one because everyone now is complaining like, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with my kids? They're all home from school, likely for the end till the end of the year. And so homeschooling has suddenly become a conversation again. And you have a thread with uh, great resources for homeschooling. You have um, all these resources for online education, including, you know, you, you have a Facebook link, which has a bunch of free resources that include Khan Academy and BBC Learning and so on. But this is going to, this virtual education is going to be a, a, a brand new, not a brand new, but it's going to be a big discussion in the coming year, I feel. And I think uh, it was actually on Ben Thompson's podcast I was listening to yesterday, where one of the things that he spoke about is sometimes like new concepts, frameworks, behaviors, it's all about timing. And even if they make sense, you need a certain type of context to for the listener uh, or the reader to be able to latch on to, to truly trust whether it's this new behavior or thought process. And he was using it as an example to just to, to talk about one of his own theories that he's now preached. He first wrote about it in 2014, but because the social platforms and technology wasn't uh, mature enough in just like their life cycles, people really couldn't grasp the ideas. And I think potentially what this period of work from home and, and, uh, self-quarantining is creating is aside from obviously this focus on all this content around COVID-19, I think it creates a context for certain technologies and behaviors that people have talked about for a long time, but hasn't re- really caught on with the masses. This potentially provides that context for people to catch on to it. And I think like virtual learning, whether it be homeschooling or continuing education um, at like the graduate level, I think this provides a context for people to latch onto things and say, you know, people start doing this a lot during this period of um, self-quarantine when the pandemic was going on. But people actually realized that like it was a way better experience and it provided a lot more flexibility. Maybe there's something actually to this. And I think you may end up seeing this with a lot of different behaviors. And, you know, you mentioned Ben Thompson's podcast, very good podcast. Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's called Exponent. Yep. He's the founder of the blog Stratchery and always smart topical has a new way of looking at things. So, so it's a very good, uh, very good podcast to listen to as well. It's not, uh, it's not too over the top or in the weeds. It's, it's very easy to follow. Um, and then, uh, so I'm skipping a bunch of links again. This is just a a whole valuable list of links. Now you have a section, just have fun, which I agree too. You don't have to be productive or creative every moment of the day. It's not so bad to be honest over the weekend. I binge watched at least two different TV series. So when you watch, so, I watched hello ladies, uh, on a, which is an HBO show that Steven merchant did. Steven merchant's been on my podcast. He's such a funny guy. And he also co-wrote, uh, the office with Ricky Gervais. And I watched extras also on, on HBO, which, um, is a series that Ricky Gervais did and, and, and Steven Merchant's in it. And it's, uh, it's just fun. And I watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I've been sticking to sitcoms. My wife likes watching Outbreak and Contagion. Yep. I'm not watching those. Um, well, to be fair, I watched Contagion because a friend of mine was the technical advisor on it, but I, yep. I didn't like watching But in general, it sounds like you guys have pretty uh, different uh, tastes when it comes to what type of shows and movies to watch. Although, although last night she went along with me and, and, and we watched six episodes of the Jim Gaffigan show and Jim Gaffigan's one of my favorite comedians. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, uh, okay. Then you have some, some business movies you recommend. Uh, I've seen all of these. They're, they're great. Too big to fail. Wolf of wall street, the founder. Uh, then you there's 
you know, the book Becoming Warren Buffett, one of my favorite business books of all time. You mentioned some other ones, you know, uh, then you mentioned some Morning Brew favorites, HBO Succession, Better Call Saul, Amazon's Fleabag. I love Succession and Better Call Saul. I never totally got into Fleabag, although I tried it. Love Better Call Saul. And the theme song to Succession is my favorite song of all time. It's it is an amazing show. Yeah, the the theme song's great and honestly as a uh media business, I think it's a great show for anyone, but especially as just a young media business that um is living in a digital age but still sees so many glimpses of traditional media and what things were like 30 years ago, 20 years ago and what being a massive conglomerate media business is now. It's really cool to see a show that kind of depicts it in, uh, I would say, what feels like a relatively accurate way. Um, and I know there are kind of nods to this, the, the the characters in the show portraying certain people in the media. But irrespective of that, I think it's uh, it's just a really quality show. And then you give, um, this is what I really appreciate too about the list you put together. You give um, some lists of other people putting together good shows. Like for instance, you link to the, the ringers list. And I think people don't realize that it's important when you make this kind of curated list to have uh, an abundant and uh, a philosophy of abundance versus scarcity. You can't think if you link to somebody else that people are going to abandon you and go to the other person. That's almost like thinking like if you introduce your girlfriend to your male friends, that she's going to instantly leave you for these other friends. No, in fact, the best business models of all are the ones that link to other places. Think about a site where their entire business model is to get rid of you as fast as possible and send you to another site. That business model, google.com is worth a trillion and a half dollars. So it's, you, it's, it's a, it's a money kind of philosophy. So I appreciate that you also link to other well curated lists. Totally. At the end of the day, it's a job of, you know, uh, Ben Thompson would call it an aggregator, which is any of these platforms, just aggregating supply, which is all the people that are contributing the content or the information on their site. Obviously, we're not Facebook or Google, but I think to be a great curator, you have to have an openness to not just linking to yourself unless you believe you are truly a creator. And so every link that you're linking to, you're also creating. Uh, But the economics of that become pretty hard. And then uh, you link, of course, to your favorite podcasts. Which, by the way, you don't include my podcast, but that's okay. You, you've linked to a bunch of very good podcasts here. I enjoy all of these. Uh, very, very smart picks. Maybe one day I could earn my way onto your onto your list. I will try my hardest. And um, you also link to the sites of some of the guests of your podcast. All very good people. All people I I, I know very well, and they're they're great people. Uh, and then I appreciate this because I'm a big. I would say that the activity I've probably done the most since quarantining is playing games and you link to a bunch of uh, game sites and video game sites. Earlier, you linked to chess.com. I'll let people peruse this and figure out their, their own games that they like. I've been, I've been playing on the internet chess club. I've been playing go online, backgammon online. I, I love classic board games, like ancient classic board games. Yeah. So I appreciate that you're, you're linking to all these game sites. And again, people shouldn't feel bad about trying to enjoy themselves, uh, you know, and, and that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, uh, it can, uh, it can definitely for some people become, uh, 
a, a lot to spend 24 hours a day with with your family members for however many weeks or months on end. But at the end of the day, it's like a really cool opportunity for you to spend time with people that you love and respect and to connect with those people over board games. I find to be one of kind of like the best, just most heartwarming and uh, enjoyable activities uh, when you're in your home. You know, that's such a good point. And, you know, I remember I was researching board games in 2002 uh, when kind of the 9-11 crash was still happening. And uh, I was I, I was thinking of writing a book then about uh, board games. You know, basically the idea is that if you learn just a two or three little tricks, you could probably beat the average player in almost every board game. And And one thing I discovered was that board games are a category that always go up in a recession. And I don't know if that's always true now because of online games, but basically people stay indoors just like they're doing now when times are tough and they play games and they stay close to their family. And, you know, I'm going to even do play one of these games with, with my kids later today. Like my kids are two of my kids are with me. One of my kids is kids are abroad. Two of my kids are quarantined elsewhere. Wow. So I'm going to reach out to them and, and hopefully play some games with them using this and maybe even use some of these cooking recipes. And, you know, again, I'm going to peruse, I'm going to definitely read Peter Thiel's religion. I, I love this article about the hundred true fans versus a thousand. Uh, uh, there's so many resources in this that even beyond the quarantine, uh, this is valuable, but certainly during the quarantine, if you're trying to figure out how to better yourself, people are always asking me right now, and I'm sure they're asking you, what should I invest in? Should I start putting money in the market? And I tell people invest in yourself right now. This is how you're going to get wealthy is if you use time like this to invest in becoming a better person, again, becoming the hero of your story versus the, the victim and, 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 and someone who's ruled by world events as opposed to being the person who, who, can, who can take world events and, and be the ruler of them. And so I think a list like this is very valuable for, for elevating people and it's a service that you provided and, and, and it, it, I thank you for it. I hope my listeners enjoy it. And it's really great that you did this. No, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for actually like spending time looking through it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And at the end of the day, to your point, like now is such a good time to invest in yourself always is, but now has kind of like maybe forced that mindset. Um, and for us, it's like, you know, if you're going to spend three hours in a day investing in yourself when you're not working, like learning a new skill, spending time with your family, playing a game, we want two hours and 45 minutes out of those three hours to be spent actually learning the skill and 15 minutes to be deciding what that skill is. And to us, that's what this is a resource for is so the vast majority of the time is you can be actually be the player on the field playing the game versus kind of strategizing what game you even want to play. You know, it's so interesting because so I'm working on a, a book right now. It's it's the it's the biggest book I've worked on maybe ever, but certainly since I wrote a book called Choose Yourself in 2013. And it's called, I'm not trying to market the book. The book's coming out a year from now. So it's it's BS if I, no one's even going to remember. But uh, the book's called Skip the Line. And it's how even no matter what age you are, no matter what situation you're in, and particularly right now, a lot of people are getting fired or laid off or they're quitting their jobs or they're questioning their, their lifestyle in this situation. Uh, you can change your passion and interest every time. And there are ways, there are not just tricks, but techniques to, to learn and get very quickly, get at the top of a new field. And like you say, if you, if you figure out just for a few minutes, what you want to try and then spend just a short amount of time trying it. So you got to, you get to experiment 
with what are your new interests. You can't think your way into a new passion. You have to do things. And like the guides you give and the online courses and so on are, are examples of things with very little downside of time or money, but huge upside in terms of knowledge and what you could do with that knowledge. And that's really the, the benefits of a, of, of time like this and a list like this. Yeah. I think it's all about just like high leverage activities. And, you know, you were talking about reading earlier. Reading is a great way, a great shortcut, because to your point, you basically, you are spending, let's call it 10 to 12 hours, uh, reading information that someone maybe spent 10 to 12 years to think about, and then to end up actually writing and publishing. And so you're being able, you're able to digest the learnings that someone had over a far longer period of time. And in that same regard, that's one of the things that like, I am so thankful for as a young founder is I, I have the ability to have conversations with smart people that are in the top 1% of their respective fields or skill sets on a regular basis, people I shouldn't have the opportunity to talk with. Um, and that to me is just an incredible, like skip the line um, opportunity, like having the opportunity to talk with you where you've been in your career for so long, you've written books, you've written for you know every publication under the sun, you have a podcast, you've figured out, you know, every way under the sun to, to, uh, create value and monetize value. So the ability as a, you know, 26 year old to have that conversation, um, to me is invaluable. Well, thank you so much, Alex. And, and again, um, uh, uh, I, I love the newsletter. The only reason I know about your list is because this is the one newsletter I read. I, I kind of swore off newsletters, but I just kept going back to yours over and over again. I, I read it this morning. I read it each day. And so thanks again for agreeing to talk to me so quickly and um, let people know how to sign up for the newsletter, how to find, and also how to find this guide. Yep, for sure. Um, well, thank you again for having me. Always uh, enjoy uh, talking to smart people that are trying to add value to other people. Uh, if you want to read Morning Brew, go to www.morningbrew.com. Uh, there's not much else that you can do on that page other than put in your email address and you'll start getting the email uh, 6 a.m. Eastern uh, the next day. And we're basically publishing this guide on every social account and in our newsletter. So if you enter our ecosystem in some way over the next week, whether that be our social accounts or read our newsletter, you'll see this guide and it's being updated constantly. And we're actually taking recommendations at the bottom of the guide for other resources that you think should be included in it. Well, once again, Alex, thanks so much. And um, everybody else, thanks for listening to the James Altucher show. And Alex, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. I'm going to um, stop recording here. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.